Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello, hello. This is a preview of the coverage that we're doing of UK versus the world that is over in the premium feed. Episode one aired on Friday. And this is me chatting with Eurovision legend Neve Kavanagh about the episode. There's about 12 minutes of the episode. If you want to hear the full thing, head over to Headstuff Plus at headstuffpodcast.com. You can sign up for five euro a month and you'll get all of our past episodes and you can stay on top of the coverage that we're going to do over in the premium feed of UK versus the world. So here's your preview. It is a new day in the workroom. It is a new season of Drag Race UK. This time it's versus the world. And I have a global superstar herself, Neve Kavanagh, to join me to get into this episode. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much, Kim. <laughs> Not feeling as global as I thought I would right this moment. Okay. But... <laughs> Give so, me long enough with the you know with enough baked goods, I could be very gecko. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, full disclosure, this is your first episode of Drag Race ever. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Why? Why wait? Why? I, do you know what? It's so weird, right? I cannot believe I've got this far without it because, quite frankly, I've discussed elements of it in the sense of. Um, you know, obviously in rehearsal rooms or whatever, you know, I came across people. And obviously when I'm in the in the, the room with lots of people, we talk about RuPaul and the drag race and everything. So there's lots of references in my life, but I've never actually seen it. It's a little bit like some of the, you know, the soaps years ago, EastEnders. I used to read, the, read them uh, because I didn't have time to watch anything. I don't watch it a lot of TV. I don't even watch myself on TV, so, you know, so, uh, but actually, having said that, I did squeeze in, like, one series of Love Island at one point, so if I can deal with the trauma of that, surely, surely. Surely. <laughs> I mean, I never miss Strictly, I always record it, so obviously, I, the biggest problem I have is I don't need new addictions in my life, right, and the, the <laughs> I can barely fit the ones I have, and I have a bad feeling after watching this now, I'm going to have a new addiction. <laughs> I'm I mean, just that's about how I catching feel. up on the queer ride. You know what I mean? Like it's just really yeah. hard. <laughs> that's how I feel about the housewives. I feel like there's there's a lot of things in there that I would enjoy, but like my brain is filled with obscure queens who came out fourth in you know Drag Race Down Under season two that I don't need a whole lot of women I don't know. No, no, I completely understand that. Now, mind you, the drag world, I love it, so I don't know why mm. I haven't embraced it. I think sometimes because. I don't live at that level of glamour. I love the drama, though. I, I mean, nor do I. I love the <laughs> drama. I have opinions. I mean, I watch Strictly every year, and quite frankly, I have opinions. But I've never, I'm not a dancer. Anybody who knows me will know mm. that, you know, choreography makes my head melt. So quite frankly, but I do have very strong opinions about it. So yeah. I suspect by the end of this, I'll have very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when you and I were kind of conceiving recording this mm-hmm. episode together at, at the podcast awards. Darling. I mean, you, you were talking about like your exposure to drag and you kind of named all the four, like the four kind of biggest Irish uh, drag queens. And, and I mean, you described their drag in such a succinct and like expert way. I was oh. like, you will have no problem with this. <laughs> what show. did I say? 
<laughs> I, I I describe how I feel when I'm with them and I absolutely adore them, you know, and actually I've I've met a lot of drag queens. I mean, when I first started growing up, the only drag queens I ever saw technically were, you know, Danny LaRue, Hinge and Bracket. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, that doesn't seem like drag right now, but, you know, the truth is that's my youth. That's where we were. And they were clever. They were, you know, they were kind of, they were glamorous, but Hinge and Bracket were funny. You know, they really got, I mean, they did the
people would struggle to remember their names as quickly as they would. Yeah, it's not always about winning. It's about how the exactly. impact that you make. I always, uh, it's kind of not unlike Eurovision in that sense. So sometimes you remember the winner, sometimes you don't. The avid fans will remember elements of things, but sometimes it's not about the winning. It's about the impact that you make or how you kind of interact. But yeah, I really liked, I really liked the engagement of this person and the hair, the hair was a bit, you know, definitely 80s share, you know, so I could definitely relate to that 80s, 90s. You know? <laughs> I was, I was waiting for that whole thing, you know, where they're kind of sitting on the, you know, in turn back time when they're in the naval place. Oh, and she's on the cannon. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was feeling, I was getting that vibe. <laughs> I'm not sure that was what he was going for. I don't know. I don't know if they're going for that either. I don't know. Uh, Hannah Condo was in next. uh, And from so runner up in season two of Down Under. Very funny. Really gorgeous sort of blue, light blue and pearlescent gown. And I think something about Hannah Condo that people forget is because she's so funny and charismatic. People don't appreciate the quality of her aesthetic because she looks really, really good. I, I agree completely. I love the whole energy of Hannah. Now, don't get me wrong. Australian humour is right up my street, right? I love that element of, you know, there's like very basic humour, but also there's subtlety to it in the sense that, I'm, but it's really, really funny. I, I love mean, humor. where's the subtlety in kick him in, kick it in kick the him dick? In the dick. <laughs> that is oh, not yeah, to be subtle. a ringtone, Keen. I'm going to tell you that as a national <laughs> treasure, that's not allowed. But uh, there, there, there's no subtlety to it, but there's actually, I know what you mean. I kind of find it, I love that kind of sarcastic thing, you know, because actually I raised my kids on that level of sarcasm, really. I love that whole thing of, humor through sarcasm you know because actually there's a there's a fondness in it when you use it because you can say quite a lot but i just love the energy of hannah and um, hannah 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 yeah. hannah hannah Conda. Hannah Conda, yeah. i know i know i keep thinking of the snake situation i know that's a whole yeah. thing but uh <laughs> hannah yeah no I, I like the energy here but you're right absolutely beautiful really kind of um the makeup was amazing. The dress was fabulous. The colours were great. And I love that they, like, kind of plays to who she is in drag. Because she's just, like, really fab. Lovely. I really loved it. I love that whole energy about her. Um, I think, um, let me see, what did I write here? I have, I, I wrote my little notes. So I was so good. <laughs> I was so good. I have to go down and find them when, they, when she came in. Oh, there she is. Um, yeah. I, I, do you know what it is? I kind of, I didn't expect her to be kind of, you know, so classic, you know, she was kind of classic yeah. drag for me in some ways, but mm. actually she has, she has great humor. And I, I really like that. Yeah. It's a really strong balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Spain next is Arancha Castilla-La Mancha, whose name was bed into us in the talent show. So we all know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm still, uh, she was I'm in, still deciphering, still you know, there's yeah. a little bit of, you know, Freud going on with that situation. I here. think when James and I covered this season, he kept calling her Anthraxa. So uh, there might have been a reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> came in in a yellow and black latex cat suit with some white and black sort of tool frill, kind of from the from the waist down. And I'd actually forgotten that she had come out as trans since her season as well, which was kind of nice to hear. And I hope we hear more of that sort of story. Yeah, and transition as we go through. Um, I wrote in my cheat sheet that uh, you know, I don't think she. I feel okay saying this because she kind of said it herself. She didn't write, achieve a certain level of polish in her season, but she was a real fan favorite because she was just so charismatic and lovable. But it seems like that, you know, she's got some budget and she's got some nice fashion this this time around. Yeah, well, you would hope that they kind of moved on from their previous years. I can't relate because obviously I only saw clips based on, you know, when they were doing the thing and seeing little clips yeah. going back to them. Yeah, there's an element of that. There's, there's kind of... she. 
she's a little bit dominant in some of the things that when they're talking, you know, when it kind of uh, people are interacting, you see she's kind of trying to get a bit dominant in there. But um, I'm I'm not sure about her for me. You know, okay. she's only okay to me. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair you know, enough. I I think funny enough, there was bits of it I liked. I, if we're just talking about the initial impression, you know, the the wig was a bit, you know, and the, and by the end of the the introduction of everybody, I think the makeup was starting to get a little bit. It reminded me basically at most Pride <laughs> events after a gig, you know, in most of the selfies <laughs> that people take of me, the very end and there is not quite sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Those harsh? were warm lights. Is that harsh? It was not, I mean, there was no filter. I yeah, I don't I don't think that's that harsh to be honest. Um <laughs> it wasn't may polished. May... Is that polished? Is it is it kind of you know it was I think it was less polished than some of the others. Yeah, so to be fair, and you're up again some very polished, like super yeah, polished. Great. And uh so you kind of get to that point and you kind of go, ooh. ooh. <laughs> You're on the big stage now, girl. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, head over to headstuffpodcast.com. You can sign up for five euro a month and you can support myself and Neve over there. Her podcast is called Agony Rants. And you can enjoy the rest of the content to your heart's content. I shall see you there.